Thank you. In the uh, whoever is using the white kahas shar bitachin, for all of the other svarim, we are starting the second chapter. And my friends, let me let's recap. Chapter number one. Even though last week in uh, Mrs. Dower's home we went into depth the meaning of Menuchas Hanefesh, but there is a simple way of recapping chapter number one. We're learning about Bitochen, and let's divide the inner person to ideas and feelings. Bitochen is not an idea. Bitochen is a feeling. I think that's a very important recap. The truth is, many parts of Yiddishkeit could be an idea, but ideally they should be not only an idea, but also a feeling. So people believe in God. What is God to you? Well, it depends. At least an idea. Ideally, an idea that evokes a feeling. Betochen is a feeling. It's the feeling of Menucha Sanatish. And every time people, especially people that grew up in a religious home, so they grew up with God, they, are, they, they hear the word God, they say the word God, they daven, they are talking to God, and then they face a challenge in life, and they get all anxious, that doesn't mean that they really don't have emuna. They have emuna. Their challenge is in their britachim. Because Bitochen, by definition, says Rabbeinu Bachaya is Menuchas HaNefesh. That's a great way of wording it. Bitochen is not an idea. Emunah could be an idea, better not, but if it's an idea, you're good, you have Emunah. I believe in God. And I believe that God is good. And even though, and I believe that everything is happening from God. So in my mind, I believe that what's happening to me is good. But if I'm very anxious about it, it doesn't mean that I'm lacking in my Yamuna at all. Because I believe in all of it, but I don't feel it yet. My anxiety is in my heart and my belief is in my mind. <clears throat> Betochen is the feeling of Menucha Sanefesh. That is chapter one. So if I don't feel Menucha Sanefesh, if you want to translate that as calm, inner calm or any other way let's stick to the Hebrew Menuchas HaNefesh everyone knows what Menuchas HaNefesh means that is Bitochen if I don't have Menuchas HaNefesh that means I'm lacking in my Bitochen almost all people that we know including ourselves lack Menuchas HaNefesh because we lack in Bitochen so it's good, it's good to know where we're at not in a negative way just to know where the M is that Bitochen is something that is very difficult to achieve some people have a hard time believing, but even people that, whether they merited, it's a, it's, a, it's, you know, it was given to us as a gift. We are born believers, which is great, unless we ruin that. I don't think a person can take credit for them being believers, and there are people that are big believers, but we believe here. Even though people point to their hearts, they believe here. Bitochen, you point to your heart. Okay. Now, There's a very important preface to the second chapter, which makes this chapter extremely relevant, not only 
when it comes to having bitachon in God, trust in God, if that will be the word, but we should all strive to be more trustworthy people. Trustworthy person is someone that others can trust in. It's very interesting that in the sec in this in the second chapter on page forty six he's gonna he's gonna speak about the seven qualities that is needed in a person. He doesn't begin with God for you to put your trust in them. And then he points out that no human being has these seven qualities. Only God has these seven qualities. So you might as well trust God. For it's only logical to trust in God. Now, he, he didn't have to frame it that way. This is a book about having bitachin in God. He could have spoken about the seven qualities that we'll describe and say that God has A and God has B and God has C. But he dafka doesn't do it that way. He doesn't do it that way because we also should be trustworthy people. And the more we strive to have these seven qualities, even though no human being can have all of them, only God could, but we can have some of them, we can get better at some of them, that's a, that's a milo, that's a good medium. It's important to be a trustworthy person. So this will be, so to say, a secondary advantage of learning Dafka Pedik Sheni, that's not only speaking about God, it's speaking about human beings in the negative. You have to have these seven qualities and human beings don't have them, so therefore don't trust in your fellow human being. Betachen only in God. But there is an underlying message and that is, is that we should strive to get better at all of these seven. Good. So with all these hagdamas, let's start, let's hit the book over here, so page 46. al There are seven factors that enable a trusting person to trust. Now let's just take a pause a second. When we're speaking about A trusting B, and again we're getting to trusting in God, there are really two dynamics that are needed and this chapter is only focusing on one of the two dynamics. The two dynamics is, is that A has to be a trust a person who's able to trust others. Some people don't have that capacity or they are challenged in that capacity. They're suspicious of everyone, including God and their fellow. That's not what he's addressing. He's speaking about a person who is able to trust. But the person has seichel to know that let me choose whom I will trust. That's what we are talking about. So the one who is going to be earning your trust should have the following seven qualities. So Nachamo, there are seven factors that enable a trusting person. And I know that there are some people that are unable to trust. That's another issue that he's not addressing at all. A person who is able to trust. But we all know, why would you trust A, maybe trust B, maybe trust C? So there are seven factors in the B, in the fellow, in the person or the entity in whom you are trusting. These are the seven prerequisites. Number one, achas mihem. The first factor is that that other should be a person who's rachamim, should be a person of compassion, a person who has chemla. Chemla is empathy. Empathy is not compassion. The capacity to have empathy. Like when someone gets hurt, 
your child got hurt, so, oh, you're good, you're good. Right? Because the parent is not happy with the child being hurt, so the way they deal with it is, Nebuchadnezzar, the child, not only did they get a clap, but now they have to hear from the parent, you're good. No, no, no. Empathy is to, to hear that that person is in pain and to, and to have empathy. Doesn't mean to help it. To feel their pain. And not to impose the ideal feeling that you would like for you to have, for them to have on the other, which is the opposite of empathy. So you have to be a compassionate person. That's one mile. Then you have to have a person who has chemla. And then you have to be a person that has love. These are all the first. Yes. No, chemla is empathy. I'm just touching oh. empathy. Empathy means, you know, let's 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 flip this. If you hurt yourself, and you have the need to to uh, to share it with someone, who will you go to? You're going to go to a person that has rachamim and chemla and ava. Because if the, if that person is, are not compassionate people, and even if they're compassionate, they don't have empathy. They don't have the capacity of feeling for you where you are at, and they're not loving people, then that's a person in whom you should not place your trust in. Trust is a feeling of calm. That person has got me. How does that person have me if they don't even have empathy, and they're not compassionate, and they're not loving people? And you have to have to beauty here. Even though ultimately he's going to write that all of these qualities is something possessed only by God, but understand, learn every single one also as a good meter that I have to become better in becoming more compassionate and more empathetic and more loving for me to earn the trust of the people around me. Sorry, sure. Are all these, are these seven attainable? No, that's my whole point. <laughs> all of the seven are not attainable. Right. And the beauty is, is that Rabbeinu Bahaya doesn't write, there are seven qualities, and only God has it, so therefore only trust in God. He doesn't frame it that way. He speaks about trusting your fellow. And he's saying that in order for you to trust your fellow, your fellow needs to have these seven qualities. Should we, we should try. That's my point, that, that the, the chapter two isn't only a chapter which will explain to us why we should place our trust in God, but it's also mindless that we should learn to develop better in ourselves because we want for the people around us to be able to trust us sometimes they don't because they are unable to trust he's not talking about that but there is my part if someone doesn't trust me there are two issues that person is not a trusting person that's on them but there's something there's my part i am not living up to these seven and if i'm not living up to these seven then no one will fully trust me which they shouldn't yes and as we'll go further, you'll see that the earlier ones are ones that we are able to perfect. I think a human being is able to be a rachamim, and we are able to have empathy, and we are able to be loving people. We are able. The, the easiest to the hardest. Sure. Easy, easy. In the, listen, one second. Let me reframe this. Some people were gifted. Everyone has gifts. Some people are born intelligent. Some people are, do, are born with. For some people, this is very easy. Uh, some people are not uh, not uh, loving people, so maybe getting there is very difficult for them. But but taking out the personalization of this, the idea of this, is easy to attain. So to the, get 
harder. It's going to get harder as we get along. Or let, let's go that the, yeah, it's going to get harder as we get along. And if you have number one, but you don't have number two, you will already be somewhat a trustworthy person. And number two will make you an even more trustworthy person. And there's depth to this bitachin, measured by the calm that the other person feels when they got you. And as we'll go further, it's Mamish Gavaldi. Okay. Oh, very different. Rachman and Ahav was harder. If you want to go that direction, Rachman is. I, I. That's why I gave my example. If I see my child, and he got hurt, got hurt. So I have Rachmanus on him. It's a feeling. It's a feeling. What many people do with that Rachman is that they don't like feeling rachamim on their child because they feel bad for the child. So instead of being empathetic, they do something very cruel without awareness. They begin to convince the other how everything is really great. You're good, you're good, it's not so bad, it's not so bad. So they don't allow him to feel their grief? Not only they don't allow him, that's, I'm just giving you from the opposite, you know, you can know something from the, that's the, that, what I told you is the opposite of empathy. Empathy is allowing that person to own their feeling, to feel their feeling, to sit into their feeling, and you sit there with them. When you walk by a well and someone is in the well, you're not thinking of how to get them out. First you go in the well and sit with them. That's empathy. That's a midah. Some people have it naturally. Some people can get it very easily. Some people maybe can't. To be empathetic. Exactly, exactly. Sitting with them in their place. But sometimes for some people that could be overwhelming. I know. For many people it's overwhelming. They don't like they don't like to have enough tzaras on their own. They can't handle your tzaras. But they, but they're but they're nice people, so they don't feel it's right to walk away. So their solution is to make sure that other than their tzaras, everyone else's tzaras is not a, is not really a tzara. It's really good for you. It's not so bad. It doesn't hurt that much. You feel good. You're good. You're good. That's it. So to sit there and to, uh, to, to identify with their feelings but not get sucked into it. Oh, that's something else, yeah. No. To, uh, to feel their feeling. To share, yeah. To share in their pain. Not to say those words, but to do that. It's a... Uh, Many people don't know how to sit in their own feelings. Let me go back. Most, let, the truth is, all of this should be directed first to the person. If a person is rachamim on themselves, they can be rachamim for others. That's the way God made all of us. Some people are not empathetic with themselves because they don't like a feeling of being in, in sad. So, so they, so they learn how to deny their feelings. They live in denial, which is very, very unhealthy. People. You know, for, for, uh, first, okay, you have to be empathetic to, towards yourself. If you feel if you feel sad, sit in the pain. Very important that if you don't do that, you never get over it. So that's chemla. That's chemla. So what's rachamim? Rachamim is feeling feeling rachamim, fe- feeling compassion. How is that sitting with a person? And... Because most people first feel rachamim, and instead of then going to chemla, they they deal with the tsar by thinking they can wish it away. Okay, we say let's go back. Uh, and the Ava will become more complicated. But I want I, I really want to go through all the seven. Now, 
וכי האדם כשהוא יודע בחברו no, we're speaking בין אדם לחברו if I know about you that you are מרחם and you're חיימו I will be able to place my trust in you and what's my trust? The trust is a feeling it's peace of mind but peace of mind in the heart not peace of mind in the mind in other words, if I have something that is too burdensome for me to handle, what am I going to do? I'm going to share it with someone. Who am I going to share it with? With the person that I trust. The first thing that I'm going to look for that person is that that person is a Rachman and a Chemlon and a person with Adam. We're good? Pashut. Number two. Vashen is, now we're going from one level to another level, and Mrs. Solomon is not here, but she writes correctly so that Bitochen has levels. Even though he writes very radically, Bitochen is exclusive. But there's levels to Bitochen you can trust and trust even more. So each one will allow you to trust the other even more. Now, if you are able to place your trust in the others, why would you not give that person all of your trust? So he's going to explain. The Hashem is, im mimenu. You see, there are people that have the capacity to be Rachman, they have the capacity to, to be Chemlon, but they don't have time for you. Not for a bad reason, they're busy people. So you hesitate. You know that's a very empathetic person, if you can get their attention. But you're going to call them up, they're not going to get their attention. So when you make the phone call, you're not fully placing your trust in them. And even when they answer the phone call, you're not fully already with that feeling, oh, I have someone, someone's got me. I have someone who, who I can share this with. Why? Because, because they ignore you, not in a bad way. Uh, my best example is they don't have time. When you know that the other person will make time for you, that's going to enable you to trust him or her even more. You see how this chapter is good? Let's go in the context of for those of us who have children. That's what we have to be for our children. Which is not which is not a contradiction at all of them having bitachin in God. We're going to get there. Because we cannot do all these seven. But Mimamish, this chapter teaches me how to be a more, uh, how to be a person who deserves others who should have the, the ability to place their trust. Your family members have to be able to trust you. But you have to earn it. That's how you earn it. If it's not clear to the other, to the one who needs you, who needs to be able to trust in you, that you can have all the greatest feelings and the capacity, you have the emotional capacity to be a chemlon, but you're not going to do it. Because you have your own stuff. Your trust in them will never be complete. You know that that person might ignore you. That person might be lax in fulfilling what you need. And by the way, sometimes what you need isn't only empathy. Sometimes you do need, you do need someone to do something for you. They, they won't do it. But in the opposite, But if you, the person in whom one is trying to trust, will have these two attributes, then the other person will trust in you even more. You have to have the emotional capacity and you have to have, you have to be a person who will make time in listening and make time to doing if something needs to be done. Now he goes number three. Many times you need for the person in whom you are trusting for them to do something. 
Now, they might not be lazy. They might be people committed of making you their priority, but not everything could be done by the other. Some people are weak. Fashlish is that this person has to be someone who's strong. You don't need strength in the very external sense. Someone who has a will, who once they decide something needs to get done, they're going to they're gonna get it done. He will not be won over by others who will, who will be opposing. Every time you make an effort, you're going to have opposition. If you don't have opposition, it means two things. Either you're not making an effort or you're doing something very wrong, very sinful. In any good thing in life, anything good, there's going to be opposition. It's a very important club. So that person, well, yeah, not everyone is able to deal with opposition. Okay, so that's number three. If the person in whom someone is placing their trust is weak, trust that will be placed in him or her won't be complete. Even though that they know that you're Menachem you're both Menachem. Menachem means you have the quality number one. Mashgiach means you have quality number two. You're going to be there for them. Because maybe you'll be lacking the means to overcome opposition and getting things done. Think about it. You trust people who you know that if you reach out to them, they're going to help you. If you have a doubt whether they are able to help you, not because of their uh, love, they love you, but they're unable, then it will, it will weaken the amount of trust you placed in them. Even if you are a, trust, a trusting person, but why would you trust that person if they cannot help you? Or they might not be able to, or they won't be able to help you if things will get really tough. So that's that's me the number three. Me the number four. Now we're getting even harder. Now we're saying the following. This is already hardly in the capacity of a human being. That I can have Rahmanis and I can have empathy. And I'll make time for you. And once I'm going to help you, I'm going to go all the way. And I have the capacity to get it done, so to say. It's God that's doing it. But how do I know what's good for you? Sometimes someone reaches out for you and they're asking you for A, but what they need is B. What do you do then? What do you do for your child? child wants to run across the street. They're very black and white, uh, simple. Very young, because of their youth, they don't understand the consequence. You know what's good for them. Deep down inside, the child knows that what you are doing for them is for the child's good, not for your good. You don't have a, a personal agenda. The more you are able to look out for their good, not only in the revealed, but even in the nistar. I mean, you already see who, who knows what's good for the other, only God. Which is why somewhere deep in, down inside, we already know that we should only really, really trust God. Even though that person has Rachmim and Chemla and he's Mashgiach and he has Koyach, but how does that person know what's really good for me? That person might be doing the best. But especially if that person is not that trustworthy, is that they have an agenda. They're doing what's good for them and for me, but also what's good for them. Like when it comes to a Shatchan, I think that's a big one. No, no. That what makes a Shatchan a good Shatchan? If the Shatchan is cares about you, why do people don't trust the Shatchan? Because they talk, they want to get you married, but they also want to get the other person married. So they're pushing for something, not, not for you, 
Because it's just when I'm saying it for other reasons. You're Emma's. I shot into business. Okay, good. I mean, okay, so whatever other example you would like to use. If you don't know that the other person really has the foresight to know what's really good for you, again, Bitochen is a feeling. I'm not going to get the feeling that I should get when I have Bitochen, why I trust you. And therefore I feel calm. I cannot have that. How can I feel calm when you, with the greatest of intentions, not good intentions, great intentions, and you're going to do what I'm asking for. Who says what I'm asking for is good for me? I don't know. It looks that way to me, so I'm reaching out to you. Well, reaching out to one other person already is good for that because we are so biased towards ourselves. Right? The Rebbe says everyone should have someone else in their lives that they can they can they can confer with. It's very important, right? Amashpia or give it any other title that you want, because we are we for sure don't know what's the best for us once we get deep. And you need to have for the other person to have that capacity. Number five. Now, what he's going to write in number five, uh, while well, the chaim to this, this is very healthy, is, yeah, I made a bracha before, but this, you have to make a bracha in it. Just if you have something that b'chalal is really, really not potable, then you don't make a bracha. This is delicious. This is delicious. Baruch Hashem, l'chaim. Ah, so here we go. Trust grows. Trust grows. Which means that if you trusted in someone yesterday and they came through to you and then you trusted them again afterwards and they came through to you as time goes on defining bitachin as a feeling of calm you're going to have more bitachin in them go ahead So what we, how we framed this class in the beginning is that this second chapter, unlike the other chapters, perhaps, is going through these steps, being Adam Lachaveroi, to teach us something secondary. That's what I was saying. And the secondary is, is that I should be a trustworthy person. And therefore, once I'm learning about Ben Adam Lachaveroi, then I should get better at this for the people around me, for me to earn their trust. Even though is the context of the Sefer is having bitachin in God. But it's not a contradiction. That, you, that our children should have bitachin in God and our children should be able to have bitachin in their parents is not a contradiction. And that strength is something Maybe even more. Maybe once a younger person to whom God is very abstract, who was able, all children are trusting. But if we did not fail them, then we did not weaken their bitachin muscles so when they get older and finally understand that we were just a, an analogy, we are a mashal to God. For a child, we're, we're mamish nothing more than that. It's an important mashal. And then all of the love and respect and all of the other feelings towards a parent should be carried over to God. They're not wounded. Very good, very well put. But I'm just keep on emphasizing that these are midas that I should improve in myself for my kids or for the people around me. It's important. 
it's important to be trusting of others if they qualify. If my problem is, is that I'm not a trusting person, that's a whole different issue that he's not addressing that has to be worked upon. Probably because I got burnt, if that's the expression. But once I'm a healthy, trusting person, and I think that children are created to be trusting, then there is something about learning how to trust your fellow when people, in every year, you have a partnership, you have to trust your partner. Yeah. You have to trust your children. You have to trust your friends. Yeah. Yeah, but, but, therefore what? Since I should trust, I should trust any person? No, I should look for these qualities with the knowledge that no one will have all seven of them. Right. And if they qualify, I should trust them a bit. There is this layer trust, Bain Adam and then I'll learn, so that in itself is a good thing. And then I'll learn how to really trust God, who fully has all these seven. Okay, good. So the fifth is about is about accumulative. And he writes like this: Imagine someone who you trusted in from when you were conceived and from when you were born. And you when you were in your childhood, and then when you were in your youth, and then when you went through your adulthood, and then when you went through your old age, and now you are at the end of the days. So you're a trusting person, and there are two people next to you, and they're both people with all the qualities above, but one happened to be there for you since you were a child. You will naturally trust them more. Not because they have something that the other one doesn't have. It accumulates it accumulates. You trust someone and, and, and whatever you were trusting them for was met for your benefit and they didn't let you down. Then you have that menuchas hanefesh when they show up, gets heightened. You have more menuchas hanefesh. Because that, per- that person, now I'm good. Oh, Baruch Hashem, you came, now I'm good. Who is the you? It's con- consistency. Now you realize that the only being that was with us when we were in our mother's wombs, when we were born, every step of the road, God was with me. Then it becomes a lot easier to trust in God and to achieve this calm with the knowledge that God is here now for me, for what God knows is good for me, which might not always be what I think what's good for me, but I already trust God, I'm calm. I'm asking from God that which I think is good for me, but then I give it to Him because God will do what is Baham is good for me. Sure. Um, I don't know if this is addressed in what we're talking about, and I'm not talking about myself, but if a person feels that Hashem has let them down over and over again, and so they feel like so disconnected. Sure. Is this part of that? No, but that, but that, you know, you know that story that a guy comes and tells Rabbi, I don't believe in God, and the Rabbi tells him, the God that you don't believe in, I also don't believe to the atheist, that the God that you were trusting in was not the God that you should have trusted. You see, it depends what were you expecting. It, like, let me go back to the marshal of a child. If the child is expecting that the parent should always allow the child to get what they want, deep, deep down, I don't even think a child wants that. On the premise that the parent is smarter than them, more experienced than them, so the child will ask for the candy, but if the, if the parent, the emis, not for the parent, not because the sugar is going to make the child nuts, so it's going to make the parent nuts. No. It's because the, the parent knows it's not good for the child. They'll, be more, they'll accept it. They won't feel that their trust was violated. And I think that's the conversation when it comes to Hashem. And compounded with it, it's not for right now, that there is a certain 
there's a certain amount of things that need to happen in my life that I have to make happen. And when I point my finger at God, what's the, you point one finger, you have three fingers pointing to yourself. And that's another whole topic. So I think people who fell, feel let down, if they at least balance it with taking some responsibility, I think that's one type of conversation. But in most cases, people that point, some people are, are were born with that, and that's their avoider, to get out of that, your fault and your fault. And you know what? Blaming God is the best entity to blame, because at least you're getting closer to the truth. Blaming a human being is shakir. No human being can ever harm you. The only one that did that to you was either you or God. So if you blame both, then you're good. I think. Okay, let's go right. Not you, Chas No. That person, yeah. Or now and then, oh, she's bothered, calls every man The moment it becomes clear to you that that person was always there for you. But all of the qualities, including the fifth quality, he writes, it's, it, it, it will surely, it doesn't mean that you're obligated in a dogmatic way. You're going to trust them. It will be easy for you to trust them. That person is a rachmim and they're chamlin and they have empathy and they make time for you and they are able to carry it through and they always do what's good for you and they were always there for you. It's almost, he's saying that unless my trust was wounded, a trusting person will automatically trust. And now we're coming back to God. In other words, the more we meditate how God is all of this, you're right, no, no, this is the topic. In other words, the more I will meditate if the issue is that God did something for me that I'm not happy with, that this is because God knows that that is actually for my good, the easier I will have in having calm with my bitach, of having real bitach. And the moment I begin to think that I'm smarter than God, which means I, I'm not believing in God there, so then I, I, how can I trust him? Why would I, I don't trust in me, I won't trust in God. If God is just as smart as me, why would I trust in God? If I don't trust in me... All right, and number six, now number six, Vashishis, he's giving a quality. I'm not saying that a human being should ever be in this position. This is a very unhealthy position to be in. In the context of, why would I trust you? So if there are two people that are able to help me, even though A was the one that always helped me, but there is an option B, Sure. Then my trust in A is on one madrega. Now, if there is no one other than A here, Bakhlal, there's no one else available. He gives an example of a person who's stuck in a dungeon. And whatever you'll get, you'll get from the from the from the guard. Food will only come from that person. You're gonna play you're gonna place your trust in them. You don't have an option. So I place my trust in the person who was constantly there for me, and I trace my and I place my trust in that person if that's actually the only person that's 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 there. There's no one else there. Either don't trust or trust. Having another option, the other option is what takes away your trust. Does that make sense? In life, if you have too many options, you, even when you make the decision for A. The back of your mind, I should have chose B. If all you have is A, I'm not saying that this is the healthy world to live in. I'm saying that in the context of Bitochen, that the more you understand, there's no one else. There's no one else. If this is worded the wrong way for your question, it's going to kill that person. Like, listen, you're upset at God, but you don't, you don't really have an option because there ain't no one else. That That's very sad to hear. 
because that's like that's like me getting all of my sustenance through that cruel prison guard. Not, not make peace with it. That's not what he's talking about. He's saying that if there are two sources of help, your trust in one of them will not be as intense as in the scenario where there is only one. Good, great, makes sense. Let's read it inside again. There's no one else there that can do good, that can do bad. Like he's saying, like this servant who's in prison. That's completely under the jurisdiction of his master. There's no one else in the entire world that can have any effect over you, whether for good or for bad. When that Evid will trust the master, it's going to be a complete trust because there is no one else. Huh? That, so the, the, so it, very good. So in this context, very good. And I know it's not; it doesn't sound healthy, but in the context of bitachon, in the bitachon aspect of it, even that person is controlled by God. Of so course. That's let me word it better. The reason why you can never fully trust in another person is by the fact that there's someone else involved. God is involved. That's exactly exact, that's in a healthy way. You can never trust a person on the level that you trust God ever, anyone, even the most loving, amazing parent. Because of the sixth. This feeling of calm. How can I be? There's levels of calm. Pure menuchas and nefesh can only be in the person who has the only power to make the decision. Correct. I feel like it That's exactly what we're saying here. Okay. No, no, you know, you know, very good. I fully agree with that. Fully agree with that. Good. I also don't think that the word trust is the is the correct touch of bitachin. And especially when we're speaking about how do we define bitachin, it's the feeling, it's the feeling of calm. Because of the other. So I, you can use the word depend. I don't mind the word depend because that's also a feeling of calm. Because when I cannot handle this, but I know that you will help me. So when you your your presence calms me down, that's bitachin. I don't even know if that's the word trust. Don't, that's not, 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 correct. Bitachin is not correct to say it's trust. It's uh, close. Correct. Even like the taxes, how many dependents do you act? Like, so it's like as soon as you move away from Hebrew. It ruins it. And being word betachin is such a beautiful word. Betach. Betach. Betach also means certainty. Clarity. Yeah, let's stick to the Hebrew. Betachin. I'm a good, great. Huh? Israda betachin. Okay. Yeah. And the seven. And the seventh. And this is the, 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 the cherry on the top of everything. Or maybe the most powerful part that's the cake on top of the cherry this is the thing and that is that i can be a trusting person and you can have all of the qualities until now but there's going to be something in my mind that will not give me the full calm i want to use the word calm whether it's trust or whether it's dependency you know why i won't be fully calm 
Because even though you're compassionate and you're empathetic and you will make time and you know what's good for me, it could be that I am not worthy of your help. Could be I'm not worthy. So the seventh is that 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 person will help me whether I'm worthy or not. My worthiness doesn't play a role over here. And how many times when something in the past happened to us, not in the future, do we say, Kapara. Kapara is really saying that if I would have been worthy, if I wouldn't have sinned, that wouldn't have happened. But I did something for which I deserve punishment. So this was my Kapara. That's looking in the past. Looking in the future, no one should say, since I am unworthy, that's why I, can, I won't get that. God won't give that to me. No, God will. Because it's God's nature to do good whether you're worthy or not. And that's, that's something that we have to embrace. And this does not contradict the truth that, that, that there's reward and punishment. I'm going to use the words of the Rebbe. In the, in the reward of us placing our bitachen in God just for that, we deserve all of the good that, that, we, are, that we are having bitachen in Hashem for. You want to word it that way. Where is reward and punishment? And this is not a demanding entitlement. This is a humble request. We we, we ask of Hashem Bechinam. We're not saying, God, I'm worthy. We don't come with that arrogance. But when we have something that we, 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 from our perspective, we only have our perspective, I would love for that to happen. But I'm anxious about it. So then someone is going to tell me, you're anxious? Okay, now is my time to have Bitochen in God feeling calm. I have to know that God will do good for me even if right now I'm not that worthy. Still God will do good for me. If I have a question mark on that, I won't be fully calm because I'm not fully worthy. Let's go to the Sweden inside. That the person in whom you're placing your trust will do good not only not only for those who are deserving but even even if someone is not worthy. Wow. Why is it a contradiction? I'm not hoping. I'm hoping ask. I'm, I'm asking and I have and then now I feel calm. Okay, so I have bitakh and Hashem will give me that thing. Yep. That means Hashem is a vending machine. No. I want a thing no. to give it to you. No. But if you trust that Hashem will give you what you need. But that's we already spoke about that before. But bitachin is a feeling of calm. How do I feel after I pray? That's the question. How do I feel after I pray? A, a person with bitachin will be a person that after they pray, they're going to be calm. They're not going to have in their heart the worry. Why will they be calm? Not because they're fatalistic. Well, no matter what happens, I'll deal with it. No, they're calm because they're relying on God. Now, if God knows that for me something else is better, I know I'm not going to get that. I'll get the better. I know that. It's not the point. I'm calm because if this is something that is good for me, even if I'm unworthy, God is going to give it to me because of God's kindness, because God is kind, because God is compassionate, God is empathetic. God is kind even when I'm not worthy. That's the rachamim. That's the first thing. Rachamim, that's exactly what mercy means. Mercy means that you're not worthy. If the other person is worthy, then you're doing tzedek by being nice to them. Rachamim means they're not worthy, but you have rachamim. 
There you go. A child, yeah, in theory. That a child, a child won't have his or her natural trusting muscle hurt when the parent gives them no matter what. So uh, there's different ways of approaching this. There's a story of a chassid of the Tzemach Tzedek who had a child that was ill. At that time, by the laws of nature, there was no remedy. And he came to the Rebbe on the premise that a tzaddik can give him a brach for a miracle to happen. Relying on God, relying on a miracle. And the Tzemach Tzedek told that person, think well and it will be well. And trachgut vetzangut, and think well will be well, means that you strengthening your bitachin, of feeling calm that God will help you, will be the channel through which God will perform the miracle and save your child. And there's so much about this. There's a whole mountain behind this. This is just a big kid say, yeah, we go with that approach. Not everyone goes with that approach. Trachgut vetzangut, that's pre-facto, post-facto. You're not going to lose your trust in God because post facto we say God did what God knew was good for me. Not God did to punish me. Which is what Kapata says. It's overly stated. Even though that's also true. But people that are working on their betachen, they should work on their betachen on the other way. That God did for me what God knew was the best for me. But I don't have to say that in the beginning. I don't feel calm that way. When I, I, I live my life based, based on my understanding of things. Something needs to happen. Like the example, a person's child is sick, they have to get better. Go tell a person that there's a concept that maybe that's better for the child to be ill somehow. Well, it could be it's a true, but it's not, I can't live with that. My calm is knowing that my child is going to get healthy. And I do that because I rely on God, because God is the only being that has these seven qualities. And the more we take time, I think, in developing, I'm going back to Naomi, to what you said, just the intro, that if I develop these qualities within me, I'm going to appreciate them more with God. When I learn how to be someone that others can rely on because I'm going to work on these seven qualities, I think that's one of the ways of having more bitachin in God. Because I'll realize that no matter how much I try to, to meet one and two and three and four, etc., I'm, I'm, I'm lacking. And God doesn't lack any one of these seven. God is perfect in all of the seven. I think the answer is to our children. And maybe maybe to the exclusion of all others. To them, there should be unconditional, un, even when they're not worthy, we're doing, we're doing for them the best we could for their benefit, to the best of our understanding, no matter where they're at. And that is a child that will have a healthy amount of bitachin in the parent. It will never be full because you can only have full bitachin in God. Because no human being meets any one of these seven to the max, to its perfection. It's not within the human capacity. This is, I think, the, the most beautiful chapter in Shara Bitochen when we're speaking about us not just having Bitochen in God, but us becoming more trustworthy people. So we'll stop over here. God willing to be continued. Thank you. Yeah. Ashreinu. Lachaim, this was very healthy. And good, and good. I don't know. I don't know.
Thank you, Rami. I shut this off. No.